Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead up to the PAA conference happening in September this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's call, we have Dr. Penny Leighty. Penny has been heavily involved in every aspect of Pilates teaching and instructor training for over 40 years, both here in Australia and overseas, beginning back in 1979 with Alan Herdman in London. From 1988, when back in Australia, Penny established Modern Pilates, one of the first dedicated Pilates studios in Australia, and has continued to develop and lead instructor training programs ever since, including the university-level course at UTS from 2001 to 2005. Penny's a regular presenter at national and international conferences, including the Mind-Body-Spirit Festival, the International Association of Dance Medicine and Science, and the International Foot and Ankle Biomechanics Conferences, as well as lecturing to professional dance schools. Penny holds both a master's and a PhD examining topics related to the role of foot correction and posture in Pilates and measuring and managing foot muscle weakness. Penny is currently an associate research supervisor at the University of Sydney. Dr. Lady's workshop at the conference is titled Peripheral Neuropathy, Maintaining Upright Movement. Penny, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Could you give us a quick overview of the workshop presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? Now, this workshop, which is about feet, one of my favourite topics, focuses on the different types of peripheral neuropathy. Now, peripheral neuropathy can be caused by a number of things. The prime cause, of course, is diabetes, but we also have chemotherapy-induced neuropathy, non-specific neuropathy, and neuropathy due to ageing. We also have a familial neuropathy called Chakamaritou syndrome. They are all similar but also different. So the workshop is going to cover a review of the intrinsic foot muscles, considerations about retraining, and also identifying bony landmarks and muscles. It's very important to be aware of how the foot functions and being able to identify different parts of the foot if you're going to prescribe exercises. We'll also look at movement possibility through the foot and ankle and then move on to a general assessment of the foot and ankle. We'll review the causes of peripheral neuropathy and also the current treatment options. We'll also consider exactly the effect that peripheral neuropathy has on the foot. And of course, that includes limitations to exercise, balance and comfortable walking. I'll show you some assessment procedures for different types of peripheral neuropathy that you can use in a clinical way and also review different case histories of types of neuropathy. We'll also review various exercises that you can do to manage peripheral neuropathy. So the intention is we can safely, because one of the problems with peripheral neuropathy is you can't sense what you're doing, or you have confusing sensations, or you might have crippling pain or bizarre feelings of ants crawling over your feet. So it's managing it not just in a straightforward exercise way, but managing it safely. So assessment of the foot is particularly important because if you don't assess the foot and there's any any sort of abrasion, your foot exercises might make the person's foot worse. We'll look at foot exercises in a case study way. So I'll give you a couple of examples of clients of mine who've worked with me over a number of years. So you'll have real experience of how to progress someone's exercises. We'll look at foot exercises by themselves, but also how you can modify and add things on the reformer and any other little devices you might have. Sounds amazing. 
I always love hearing your passion when you speak about the foot. Thanks for sharing it with us. I was lucky enough to attend a presentation with you, Penny, at the 2007 iAdams conference in Canberra. And it's yes. wonderful to recount the learnings that I still remember from that presentation. It was certainly a highlight for me. Can you share with us the background experience for yourself or the specific learning that you had that was really the catalyst for creating the content for this conference workshop? You mentioned that you have so many years of experience and, and many clients that you've helped over the years. Was it a, a specific thing in particular? Well, aside from my long-standing passion that goes right back to when I was a dancer and my family have a history of very bad hallux valgus, so there was some compromise of their feet anyway. But probably more importantly, one of the things that really strongly affected me was when I was very sick in my 30s and I had multiple thrombophilia. So I lost most of the veins in one leg. And of course, that was fairly catastrophic and it actually numbed parts of my feet. And when I eventually left hospital after various times in and out over 18 months, I said, what can I do to rehab? I had this immovable tree trunk that was completely swollen. I was in constant pain and they just laughed at me and they went, oh, you're lucky to be alive and you're lucky to have your leg and you'll probably lose it in less than 10 years. So just go away and enjoy your life for the moment. So that probably was a very seminal period in my life. Of course, I'd been very fit beforehand and then I was really having to learn to reconnect with my foot. First of all, learn to get out of bed, stand, reconnect with my foot and then eventually walk reasonably well again. So that probably was the most important thing to drive me to do more about feet. Another incident is when I was doing my master's at UTS, which was about functional movement and the adult and looking at foot exercises, I had two participants who both had peripheral neuropathy. One was because of kidney failure and the other was because of diabetes. And both of those two clients implored me. They found that the exercises and the program I developed that I researched during that time was so effective that they said to me, please continue with this. So that's probably another personal experience that has driven me to continue with looking at the foot. Fantastic. Those are such beautiful stories. The other thing I wanted to understand is of the multiple presentations that you deliver around Australia and around the world, what's the frequency that participants come back to you and say, this certain proportion of my clients have been able to benefit from these exercises? I would say that happens on a regular basis. And just going back to that iAdams conference, my presentation was seriously oversubscribed and a number of people both at the time and if they were from overseas on email came back. And I've actually recently had an email from a Dutch colleague who was just reminding me how useful the foot exercises that I presented in a variety of places have been a benefit to her patients and clients. Fantastic. So for those coming onto the workshop at the conference, Penny, what do you feel like the top couple of takeaways are and the concepts from the session? I'm hoping that they'll be able to identify and palpate the foot very safely so that they can be aware. And in fact, you can apply some of what they learn, not just to peripheral neuropathy, but to all sorts of foot problems and conditions, that they'll have an understanding, a particular understanding of the nerve pathways, which is very important, and to have some palpatory literacy acquired about the foot. Though, of course, that will include an understanding of the intrinsic and extrinsic foot muscles. So from that foundation of knowledge, they'll be able to 
to also learn how to assess the client and listen to the client because we only learn from our clients. We really don't learn any other way to understand their foot sensation, lack of it, their pain, and what particular muscles appear to be weak from this problem. They'll also come with a series of selected foot exercises that they can teach their clients, whether it's in the studio or for home practice, and an understanding how important exercise adherence is. We'll also have a very quick look at exercise progression and expanding the program both within the studio and for homework. And of course, finally, safe supervision and professional practice. Fantastic. And that leads me into my final question, which is in terms of returning immediately back to work on the Monday morning after the conference, what do you feel like some of the immediate things people will be able to apply along with those exercises? In general, someone who has foot weakness and pain, they'll be able to give them some very specific few exercises. So it's really important. We know that people will not do a program of 50 exercises. So choosing the right ones, the right few, maybe two or three, just to do really accurately on a regular level will really benefit their client. So they'll be able to positively assist their client to maintain functional upright movement because they can't walk to the bathroom unless you've got functional feet. Penny, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. We're absolutely looking forward to you presenting with your expertise at the conference again this September for the PAA. And thanks so much for your time on the call today. It's my pleasure. And I look forward to sharing some of that knowledge and also learning because there'll be a question and answer time. So learning what other Pilates instructors have found beneficial or any discussion around that. Thank you. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.